Welcome. You've got mail. Welcome back to the Mail In Podcast. I am your host, Brett Merriman. And uh, you know what I should have done is bring back the old intro for one uh, one episode because nah, it's in the past, man. Because Forget we have the OG mailman. I called him on Twitter, the one and only creator of this very podcast, Dylan Chevrolet. Wow, to borrow the nickname from Carl Malone, that means a lot. Uh, hey, very happy to be here, man. You finally asked me to do the mailing with you, huh? It's, well, you, you know, there's there was an air of like ah, he probably doesn't want to do it. Like, dude, no, I told you up front I wanted to do it. <laughs> I, I know, but you're you're just you're you're the guy, and I, I wanted to make sure we had a good show lined up for you, good questions lined up for you, and uh, so we just had Randy the last couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I ho- well, hopefully people consider this. Uh, well, I don't, I don't want to say upgrade, but uh, at least on Randy's level, I hopefully I can <laughs> I can contribute and uh, and make you proud. But I am very happy to be here. Um, I miss talking about some of these things, man. Yeah. I, was, I was reading uh, through the questions a little bit. And this kind of brings back uh, getting into some uh, some more serious topics, which we don't do at all in circling circling back. So uh, it'll be fun. I'm looking forward it to it. It kind of it kind of flips the switch on your brain a little bit, right? Like it's less yeah. less funny, more yeah. like okay, I got to be a dad now. Yeah, like full disclosure, I like doing it every week. It kind of wore me after a while. Mm-hmm. Like just um, I don't know. It, it was just it got we got heavy and we got serious, and it's just fine to do every now and then. But every week, I was like, man. Kind of takes the wind out of my sails. I probably shouldn't say that, but um, <laughs> no. I am I am happy to, to get into this stuff today. Very cool. That. Uh, if this is your first time listening, that that is uh, that's Dylan across from me. Yes. You also may be wondering what is the Mail-In Podcast. So we do our best to answer your questions. You may run into situations in your twenties or thirties or or forties, perhaps that you need help with. And between the two of us, we've probably been there or know somebody who's been there too. We know what you're going through, and we're gonna help you out. So we try to make you laugh, make you smile. Get you through a situation that you may be going through. So how can you help us out? Tell a friend about this podcast. It is the uh, the easiest way to get into washed media. There's no bits, no no tropes, none of this, no inside jokes. You just have questions and answers. Send them a yes, clip or a segment. It appeals to everybody. That's what's, that's what's good about this podcast. Across the board. Everybody. Circling back, you tell somebody listening, like, what the hell are these guys talking about, a bunch of idiots? <laughs> this one, like, you can just jump right in and pick up on any episode, and it appeals to everybody, and it's 100%. relatable to everyone on the planet. Evergreen content, Dylan. Yep. That's what we love about it. So help us out by subscribing on iTunes or hit that follow button on Spotify to get the notifications when the when the apps drop. Provide some content. Hit the hotline at 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. Or you can write in at the link in the Twitter and Instagram bio at Mail-In Podcast. Dylan. What's up? You ready to get going? We're jumping right in. You want to jump right let's in? Go. Let's yes, go. Let's go. Let's do it. Oh, actually, hey, before Ooh, look at these sound drops, man. How about that? It brings you back. That speaking of, I asked every desk on the or every guest on the show, what was your AIM screen name? So I had two. Okay. Um, one of them was E R E R E O two, and of course E R E R E. Those are the mm-hmm. last five letters of my last name. It kind of sounded kind of catchy to me. O okay. two, the year I graduated high school. Yes, I'm a little bit older than Brett. Let's go. Uh, and then Dillionaire was my other one. That's tight. Dillionaire. That's yeah. tight. Just, just you had Dillionaire? Like, no. no. May, there may have been a 20. I, 23 has always been my favorite number. Okay. I was born on the 23rd. LeBron plus, James. Plus Michael Jordan. <laughs> big, big big MJ guy. So Dillionaire 23, I believe, was my old AIM screen name. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good times back then, man. We uh, we guessed wrong on that. I thought it was going to be like, like, like Austin Slugger. 
23. Yeah, I, bl- I think listen to that episode when you're yeah. talking about that. Yeah. Let's get into it, Dylan. Here we go. <clears throat> this question coming in says, hey, guys, I'm going to a college friend's wedding, and my ex is going to be there. This ex and I ended on bad terms, and I'll try to simplify as much as possible here. All throughout college, we were friends with benefits in the most toxic way possible, a.k.a. always trying to make each other jealous. And about a year after college, she approached me at a bar I was in and caused a scene because I wouldn't leave to go hook up with her, which is the last time we've had any interaction at all. From what I've heard from a mutual friend, she has not done much maturing since that incident three years ago. She's going to be at this wedding, and I'm nervous to see her in general, but I'm also bringing my girlfriend as a date, and I really fear another embarrassing scene. How do I prep my girlfriend for this? Should I talk to the ex before drinks start flowing to break the tension? Should I have a mediator friend do some recon? What is the move here? This is a tough one. Uh, Do you usually start by answering yourself, or do you have the guest I, I kind of leave it if, – if the guest feels like they have something to go on, and which you do, I'm, I, I'm all ears. I'm okay. All ears. Um, so it's been three years since their last interaction, which is a good thing. Yeah. The more time between the two interactions, uh, the better. However, uh, he has heard that she hasn't done much maturing since then, so that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, I would do two things here. Number one, I would – I would talk to my current girlfriend and I would be just as blunt and honest as possible and be like, look, a situation might happen because this was our relationship back in the day. Uh, It was very toxic. She had some jealousy, whatever, whatever the case may be. I would just be super upfront and be like, she's kind of a wild card. Possible if she gets drunk, she might try to pop off. Let's just stay away from her, basically. (laughs) That's what I would say. Right. Right. I'm imagining like – that conversation yes. where you're just on the on the Uber from the airport to the hotel, yes. like, hey, listen, we gotta we yes. gotta go over something here. Secondly, and I think this is a a more important thing here. I think you make a point too, and make sure right when you get there is when you're sober before a drink is been had. You go up to her, make a point to say, hey, good to see you again. Make it super casual, quick. And then flee the scene mm-hmm. just so there's like the not like the anticipation of how is this how is the first hello gun going to go. Right. Because if it's when you're sober and it's up front and you introduce her to your girlfriend, that way it's like super casual and, and hopefully she doesn't think much of it. But if it's three hours in and five drinks in, it might not go at it will not go as smoothly as it yeah. would if you do it up front at the ceremony, not even at the reception, but the ceremony. Hey, what's up? Mm-hmm. Ashley, with this is Nicole. Um you know, good to see you again. Uh, have have fun tonight. Whatever, get away. Get right right on it. Yeah. You don't you don't want to have the awkward like the middle school dance where it's like you're glancing across yes. the floor yes. and yes. you're catching like eye contact. The anticipation yeah. it, it it builds and it makes it just it creates it creates um just it's just more tension more tension and more like how's this going to go once we do eventually come across each other on the dance floor or in line at the bar whatever it may be. Is there a scenario where you do that? You you follow the Dylan plan to a T, which I completely agree with. And so, and something starts going down, a couple Chardonnays in, and and your girl like are, is that a, is that a moment where you just you're just like we're out of here? I'm I'm taking my my girlfriend and I are leaving. Congratulations on the wedding. Uh, this is this is popping off. Depends too much. how bad it gets. I mean, if this okay. unless this person is completely just 
batshit crazy. Not, I don't think she is. Let's, let's mm-hmm. be fair here. Um, if it's just way out of control, then yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't think there's any way that happens. I mean, it's been three years. I understand she might be a little bit immature still, mm-hmm. but I think the worst that could happen is she makes like some some snide comments or something, and then whatever. That's and that's she, just no reason to leave. But, she comes over with a martini and is like, yeah. uh, "You're uh, so I see you're still trying to make me jealous, huh?" I mean, if she comes over <laughs> and like, so, yeah, starts like, it throws a drink in your face and starts like swinging on you. Okay, maybe you leave. <laughs> like, look, I'm sorry, but yeah. Ashley's being crazy. We got to get the hell out of here, right? Um, but I don't think there's any way that happens. I don't think so either. Yeah. I think you're in good shape. Time heals all. Three years. It's a long time. That's a man. long time. Long time. People, people, people can grow up in that amount of time. What I hope they do have at the uh, at the wedding, though, Dylan, maybe in a cooler on the side or something like that. How about a couple of Vizzies? Ooh, now we're talking. How about a couple of Vizzies? I was walking through the other day, and uh, I get my Vizzies at Target because they always have their up-to-date on the flavors mm. and the stock. But when you're walking through Target, uh, the – the the choices you have in the seltzer department, there's a, there's a million of them. There's absolutely a million of abundant. them. abundant. What Vizzy does for you in that situation is the orange box. It, it's it's white this, gray that, white every whatever. Then it sticks out with the orange. Yeah. And it's like it's like they paid attention to branding one hundred and one. Exactly. They, they know what they're doing. They they definitely pop. Um, I actually tried some of the, the lemonade flavors for the first time, which was really? some of their new flavors. Yeah. Uh, actually, my first one was on our live stream last week. Yeah. I had another one the next day, maybe. I got a little intoxicated. I, was, I, I think I sent you the video. I got a little intoxicated at a, a local uh, Mexican restaurant. Sure. Yep. I stood up and just started going <laughs> off about how much I love Vizzy. You did. Unprompted, I was just like, let's go. I started talking about Vizzy and how good the watermelon lemonade flavor was yeah. the, the one I focused in on that night. Mm-hmm. I really do love this stuff. It's awesome. I might send that to the uh, to the Vizzy team. You should. You. you should. Because it is the first hard seltzer crafted with antioxidant vitamin C. Extracted from acerola, uh, a superfruit with 30 times more vitamin C per cup than an orange. How about that? You know that? 30 times? I do know that, yeah. Man. There are plenty of hard seltzers to choose from, like I said, but with eight bold and delicious dual fruit flavors and antioxidant vitamin C, Vizzy makes that choice so much easier, and it's a heck of a lot tastier, too. Right now, I'm rocking with the uh, the new flavor pack, blackberry lemon sneaking up there for me. I'll say that. Now, the raspberry tangerine and the papaya passion fruit mm-hmm. also have something to say about that. They're big time. I'm riding that way with you. I agree. The lemonade is unbelievable as well. I can't get over how good the lemonades are. So with Vizzy, you can enjoy refreshment now, like we said, with antioxidant vitamin C. And at 5% ABV and 100 calories and less than one gram of sugar per can, Every sip of Vizzy is more exhilarating than the last. And if you get the lemonade, there's zero grams of sugar. Mm-hmm. How about mm-hmm. that? Upgrade your hard seltzer to Vizzy and send us uh, where you're enjoying your Vizzy. I've seen boats. I've seen beaches. I've seen golf courses. There's not a bad place to enjoy Vizzy. Literally not one bad place. And it's light keeps you on your feet. If you want to go out dancing, Dylan, I know you're... Dude, you, yeah. It's not like... A, that, you know, yeah. it's not heavy like a, like a beer. It's just... Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. I feel like trim after I drink it. Yeah. It's like weird. You got a little patio bar, have a Vizzy. And get it get it rolling after that. Find out where you can purchase Vizzy at VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash washed. That's VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash washed. You must be 21 plus to purchase. How about a voicemail there, Dylan? Let's do it. <laughs> Brett, so how did you get hired at Watch Media? I mean, I know you know Klein and all that, and they 
he told you about this. So, I mean, what made you just say, hey, let me hit these guys up for a job? And then were you, like, looking at going there before you talked to him and before you left Forrestal and all that? Like, how did this actually happen? And what made you want to leave, like, uh, such a good company like that and come over here to wash? But, I don't know, just really interesting. Always wondering about that. All right, you have a little important All right. So what what got me to Washed Media? And I included this because it has more to do with with Dylan and and the Wash guys than myself, I think. Um, yes. So our obviously our mutual connection is Klein. Yes. Intern Klein. You know him back from your Denver Broncos days. Mm-hmm. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah. Work? Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so I. I've been in content for a while, so I'm familiar with Barstool Sports. I know the brand pretty well. I know most of the characters, most of the, the content people over there. Like not anymore. I think there are so many of them now. But uh, a few years ago, I knew who most of them were. Um, I, however, I didn't know who Brett was. I know Brett's. No, he's not really. A, he doesn't make a lot of content, but he was involved in content somewhat. But I didn't know who he was, and so Klein always you talk about. Oh yeah, I got a buddy who works at Barstool, and he said. Brett's like, I don't know who that is, but that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan of Barstool and everything they do over there. Anyway, um, we start up Wash Media, and we're trying to figure it out, whatever. And we start off pretty pretty strong. We got some momentum. And I knew even, that we were- Even before – sorry to interrupt you, but even before that, when you guys were laid off, yeah, I think I had – because I was a fan of uh, – like a huge fan of Touching Base. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think I reached – I think I DM'd you. Yeah, you, yeah. I actually – that's right. Thanks for yeah. reminding me. I talked to you a little bit because we were trying to figure out what the hell to do. Mm-hmm. We knew we were going to be doing something in podcasting, but we had no idea what it was going to look like. So there was a moment we were like, well, let's maybe Barstool will be interested in working with us in some capacity. So mm-hmm. um, I had a, a couple connections over at Barstool, so I, I reached out. And, uh, yeah, Brett and I talked, and I was like, yeah, just – I'm, I'm supposed to have a call with, with Portnoy – and said, I don't know if you can put a good word in for us. To, uh, and you're like, well, I don't know. I mean, we just, it was a very casual conversation. Yeah, it was, I, I was not think, making decisions. I don't, think, yeah, I, don't think, I don't think you wanted to overstep in any way yeah. or whatever. So you're out, And you're like, yeah, we'll just talk to him, see how it goes. Obviously, it didn't work out with Barstool, but it definitely – that kind of opened the lines of communication between you and me. I'd never spoken with you before that, I don't believe. No, I think, yeah. I think it was literally – that was – I kind of gave you like a, hey, yeah. love the pod, good yeah. luck going forward, hope you yeah. end up doing stuff. Right, right. Yeah. So then I knew that we were going to have to hire someone like a Brett type role in the future, mm-hmm. right? Because I mean, at the time I was I was doing our all of our ad sales for us for like the first I guess until we hired, we hired you in September. So yeah, for the first nine months I was doing all the ad sales and it was going okay. I pretty much had people reach out to me saying that we wanted we wanted to buy these spots. Like okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. But we needed someone to kind of take that next step and like look for more business for us and try to develop more business for us and. So it was, I guess, May when you came to Austin? Yeah, it was May. It was uh, my, my birthday weekend, okay. I think. Yeah, because Klein had, it well, I, I had had lunch with, with Will in April before. That's right. And that's kind of, I think that, not I don't want to say got the ball rolling, but that, I think, made it seem more of like, hey, I'm not just a fan. That put you on a radar for yeah. sure, but so, but Klein said, "Hey, Brett's going to fly down to Austin in May, yeah. and he wants to play golf with us, and we're going to be here for the weekend." I was like, "Oh, cool!" I didn't yeah. think anything of it. I was like, "Oh, I could have play golf with this Brett kid from Barstool. That's sure. cool." And we spoke a little bit before, but I didn't think that I wasn't ready for what was going to happen when you were here. I figured, <laughs> yeah, it was going to be like a, a fun weekend. We're going to go hit the bars and play golf. Tight, yeah. So Brett gets here, we play golf. Everything's going well. 
and I'm pre- impressed by him. And then we go to Matzo Rancho that night, and he sits next to me. I think that was probably strategic on your behalf by sitting next to me. That could have been. Yeah. And he just starts, like, selling himself and, like, pitching me. And I, he had a spreadsheet prepared for me on, like, what he thinks Washed is right now and what it could be with some, you know, what could be in the future if we do this, this, and this. And I was like, holy shit, this guy is – I had no idea you wanted to work here. Um, but I came away obviously extremely impressed. And the time frame I had in mind for hiring someone in this role was probably like mid-2020, mm-hmm. honestly. Because mm-hmm. we were making some money. But I didn't know if we wanted to set aside enough for that type of role yet. And when you went home, um, you went back to New York, and I talked to the guys. I was like, I don't know when we're going to hire Brett, but we're going to hire Brett was pretty much how that, that conversation went. Mm-hmm. Extremely impressive. I mean, I was blown away by everything that you were that you were saying and just sold just sold yourself, basically. And part of it, too, was uh, I think I kind of left that weekend saying, hey, I obviously I love the content. Obviously, I would love to be a part of this at some point. But I, uh, Barstool is an awesome place to work. Sure. So, so it wasn't like I, I wasn't unemployed. I, wasn't, I didn't yeah. quit my job yeah. to do that already. Like it, it was yeah. it's one I of those mean, things like, hey. Well, it was, it was really – what I also loved was that you're coming from a place who obviously does content really, really, really well. Yeah. And you were impressed enough with our content, a believer mm-hmm. enough in what we were doing to kind of get in early with us, mm-hmm. and that was like like a compliment to us, honestly, because like I mean, you could have you could have ridden the, the barstool thing out for a long time and probably had a great career there, mm-hmm. but you wanted to take a chance moving all the way across the country, and kind of getting in ground floor with us, and. It was a uh, it was a no brainer to hire you. Honestly, I'm not trying to gas you up because you're the host of this podcast, <laughs> but it really was like a no brainer. And um, that we've been extremely impressed with everything since then. But yeah, it it honestly, Brett just made it happen himself. That's yeah, that advice to youngsters out there trying to get a foothold somewhere. Just make it happen yourself is is yeah. a good way to do it. I mean, you like you the way you sold yourself i knew that you had to be in some kind of a, a salesy role or a development role i wanted you talking mm-hmm. to people that could potentially be sending money our way you know what i mean <laughs> sure and, uh, it's it's all worked out so yeah well uh, one uh really appreciate it and, yeah and yeah. obviously thank you for that two i kind of wanted to turn it into like a yeah what do you if you're if you want to do something like that my my advice to people out there is turn like you the, the worst thing to say to somebody is i'll do anything yeah i will you know i could do which is what 90 percent of people who approach us say like exactly like i don't really some people even go as far as say, like i don't really know what i'm good at but i'll do anything for you guys like mm-hmm. okay We're, we can't do anything we can't work with that exactly brett did the exact opposite of that he said this is what i can do for you basically and this is how i'm going to help you out this is where your company could be if we do this and mm-hmm. it was like oh that's pretty tight. The more it, it may seem counterintuitive, like uh, I'm only good at one thing or I can only do one thing, but it, it's so much easier as an employer to look at somebody's resume and look at somebody's cover letter and say, oh, they do this really well. Yeah. And put that, you know, that puzzle piece into the match. Like uh, Randy sitting behind you, I'm a really good video guy, a really good audio guy. I do clips. I do this. I've shown my work to you guys. Yeah. Boom. Randy, too. I mean, Randy just started doing clips for us because he liked us yeah. and liked the brand and listened to our podcast, and he just kind of volunteered and did shit for us. Right. And we're like, oh, maybe we, maybe we actually need a guy like that around full time. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. So, 
again, go get it. Basically, exactly. is what we're trying to say. Don't let things. Don't always wait for things to come to you. Go chase things down and and show like show your value. And yeah. uh, make them see what you can, how you can contribute. Bingo. So, yeah. Especially, especially if you're young and early on. Yeah. Like get really, really fucking good at at one thing, and then you can become a five tool player at some point down yeah. the, in your career. Yeah. But early on, be really good at one thing, and uh, and yeah, just on a, the, the last point I'll make is is and be hungry too. I mean, oh, Brett, yeah. like Brett, he has you know he uh, he's ambitious. It's it's pretty clear to see. Like like I said, he left Barstool Sports, a company that's. I don't even know what they're worth now. He left Barstool Sports <laughs> to come work for a company that was worth pretty much nothing at the time. Which, uh, yeah, uh, that was a whole other, whole other thing. But um, very happy to work at Barstool, very happy to work here, and just hungry and ambitious and wanted to be good at one thing. That's summing it up. But anyway. Enough about Brett. Anyway, yeah. Let's do the next one, Dylan. This question uh, comes from anonymous. Okay. Okay. It says my girlfriend and I have a friend who can at times test the limits of our patience. Okay. Th- this friend, we'll call her Heather, for the purposes of this story, is the maid of honor for one of our good friend's weddings. Okay. A little, just a little. You got to connect some dots here. Right. So, right. a few on. weeks ago, Heather became insistent on the idea of the bridesmaids throwing a wedding shower. In the bride's hometown, which is Chicago. Heather expressed that the bridesmaids in Chicago already could plan and pay for the event. Here are the issues with this proposal. One, Heather doesn't live in Chicago. She lives in an entirely different state. Two, Heather has decided that she's taking a vacation to an exotic island on the day of the shower. And three, Heather has not offered to pay for any portion of the event. At this point, plans are already in motion, and the bridesmaids are going through the shower because they want to celebrate the bride, obviously. As a boyfriend watching from a distance, I don't have a stake in this at all, but I find the principle of this absurd since the wedding party typically does not throw showers. The kicker for me is that she won't even be at the event. I'm curious how you would handle this. Should the, excuse me, should the bridesmaids ask her to pay for a portion of this? Huh. Maid of honor... Is like, oh, we have to do it in the hometown. And then it's like, by the way, I won't be here and I'm not contributing. That's bizarre. But like, you guys have fun. And she she expressed that they should be paying for the event. Which which whoever hosts the events should be paying for the event, I guess. Uh I don't a shower, I, I would imagine it's not a, a terribly expensive no, you can do thing that. to set up. It's like decorations and right. At a patio drinks bar. Yeah. And like yeah, some hors d'oeuvres or something. Yeah, so it's not like terribly expensive, but it's more about just the, the principle of the matter, obviously. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she, this is it's weird for her to organize a party A that she's not going to be a part of, but B will be in a location where she is not. However, others will be. Um, yeah, Heather's 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 wrong on this. One. What is what is Heather doing here? I don't know Heather, what Heather's doing. Here. So Heather, I, I want to know the timeline here as far as her her. Booking this. Why isn't she going? Exotic vacation. Why isn't she going to this? I know she has a vacation plan, but why? Why would she? Why would she not know. go as the bridesmaid, or the maid of honor? I'm sorry, and the other bridesmaids will be in attendance. Right. She's out of control. Heather. It sounds like Heather's got a little bit too much Heather on her mind, and not enough other people. Yeah, like, Heather, I think Heather is kind of relishing the uh, authoritative role of I'm planning shit, and she's seeing what she can get away with a little bit. But someone's got to call her ass out for it. 
right? I would imagine there's like a, a bridal party group text. Like let's let's hop in the group and be like, hey, now Heather, what? This is pretty egregious. What are we doing here? Yeah, you're not going to be there. You're planning this, and you're not you're not paying for it. Whether it's a bar tap or whatever, even yeah. out of principle. The they, last question here: Should the bridesmaids at bridesmaids ask her to pay for a portion of this? I would say yes. Absolutely, they're all responsible. Yeah, I don't care if you're not going. You're going on a vacation. You yeah, you should pitch in. 100%. Everybody should pitch in. Now, same line here, Dylan. If uh, bachelorette party, I've had a situation like this, not myself, but somebody I know. She initially said she could go and now can't go the weekend of the bachelorette party, but was already penciled in. Okay. Is she liable still for portion of that house, Airbnb, slash gifts, party favors, whatever? She's Okay, so she said... Original penciled she in said I'm as going. a yes. Now she cannot go. She said I'm going. Everything's booked. Yeah, and then backs out. Yeah, that's tough. Um, that's tough. I would. I could. I can see it both ways. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I see both arguments. I see. Yeah. I think you have to put up something. Maybe and it's not the total or or whatever you were liable for initially. But if the if there's enough time to to find a replacement or like next man up off the bridesmaids bench, yeah. But I mean, by you not going and you not pitching in anymore, you're basically saying like, a I'm not going, mm-hmm. and b it's going to be more expensive for all of you because I'm not right. going. Right. The solution is if you reverse the times to say, hey, I can't go right away. So you're not you're never part of the of that pool of money. Um, but I I, I see both ways. After that too, I just wanted to bring that up. Is is the same vein, but oh my gosh, I I, I don't have a good I don't have a good response to that. Yeah. I really don't. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I can see if if you're, it might be the kind of thing where like you just offer like, hey guys, I know this makes more things more expensive for you. What if I like bought y'all dinner one night, or what if I paid for, what if I pitched in a couple hundred bucks, just to like kind of soften the blow, like make, like make an effort to make things right. Mm-hmm. That might be an approach I would take. Or I would suggest taking. Yeah, I think they're they're. Is some sort of down the middle scenario yeah. here, where it's yeah. you're not on the hook for eleven hundred dollars, but it's like that that or like hey, I'm having drinks. champagne sent to y'all's rooms. I'm really sorry I couldn't make it. Something like yeah. that, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. No. That so that's be, a that tough be scenario because I I I've seen that on bachelor parties too, where a, a dude has to cancel like the weekend of yeah because he's got work or something like that, and it just makes things more expensive for everybody. And everybody's like, dude, what in yeah. the world? Yeah. Anyway, that, that's a scenario that I, I don't have a good answer for either, but a scenario I do have a good answer for, Dylan. Your butthole? Clean B-hole. Oh, yeah. Clean B-hole. Good news, ass fans. It's clean B-hole season, folks. It's clean B-hole season. The CDC previously declared ass eating is not COVID safe, but thanks to the aggressive vaccine rollout, <laughs> we're approaching herd immunity and our goal of a 69% vaccination rate. And Tushy just has no problem getting aggressive with the copy, do they? This is a golf clap that you can see off screen. 69%, uh, according, huh? Uh, Dylan, I, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen this stat. Uh, according to canweeatassyet.com. Is that a real URL? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need you to test that for All me. All right, you keep going. I'll check it out. According to canweeatassyet.com, we're just weeks away from ass-eating season. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to just... Gosh, it's time to clean your b-hole. And there's no better way to get your ass in gear than with a Hello Tushy bidet. Listen to this. 
Hello Toshi's brand new 3.0 modern bidet attachment. By the way, there's canweeatasyet.com. We cannot. It, yeah, it just it redirects to hellotoshi.com slash pages slash can't we eat ass yet. And the answer is no, folks. <laughs> Their brand new 3.0 modern bidet attachment is here to get your ass ready. It's stylish, it's eco-friendly, it's easy to install, and even saves your cheap ass money. Hello Toshi 3.0 doesn't just clean your butt with a precise stream of water. It cleans itself with the help of the smart spray automatic nozzle imagine that cleans my, itself my ass stays ready because <laughs> i've been using tushy hello tushy attaches to your existing toilet there's zero electricity or extra plumbing needed and it cuts toilet paper use by 80 percent dylan it pays for itself in like a couple months you think i don't know that brett come on how, how, how does it work that's that's literally it, it shoots a stream of water without yeah, it's insane. a bidet, dog. Insane. No electricity, no extra plumbing. How about that? Plus, Hello Toshi has your ass covered with a 60-day risk-free guarantee and a 12-month warranty. Get ass-eating season ready. Join millions of happy Hello Tushy customers right now and clean your butt with every flush. Go to hellotushy.com slash mail-in to get 10% off plus free shipping. It's a special offer for our listeners. Go to hellotushy.com slash mail-in for 10% off. Again, hellotushy.com slash mail-in. Let's do the next one. Let's go. What's up, Brett and Dylan? This isn't as deep as most, but I found myself in a predicament with this young lady. For some background, we were each other's first boyfriend-girlfriend, first kiss, and first person to say I love you to. But this was roughly 2008. Mm -hmm. Now... We are in our late 20s and have kind of reconnected. Mm. She's always pursued music, but has now started to kind of blow up, like opening for Darius, Ru Darius Rucker. That's cool. I think this is awesome, but there's one problem. I fucking hate country music. <laughs> I grew up in an area it is popular in, but most of it is so stupid and honestly irritates me to hear. So my question is, do I tell her in like the nicest way possible, or do I man up and take this to my grave Thanks, man. Love the pod. <laughs> I've always kind of wondered how significant others of famous musicians feel about their music. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially country with a lot of the songs are Cause, cause personal. Because, look, there's a lot of shitty music out there. Mm -hmm. A lot, a lot of shitty music out there. Don't even say what you're going to say. What? You know, I thought you were going to come at Blink. No. No, I'm not calling anybody out here. People okay. I know how I feel about Blink. <laughs> a lot of shitty music out there. And... These people still, you know, they, they they find love, they find relationships. And I always wonder, like, in the back of their mind, or maybe they're even up front about, it, like, look, I I love you, but I don't, I'm not really into your music. Yeah, I wonder if that happens. Probably not. You have to just. Here's say what I think. <laughs> I think if you care about someone enough mm -hmm. and you fall in love with them, because of that, you will learn to appreciate their music. Sure. So, like. Every significant other has some kind of bad habit and a weird thing they do that just kind of turns you off. Or maybe it's the way they dress or the way they smack their – just whatever. And it's like <laughs> it's like you don't like it. Uh -huh. But when you start to appreciate that person and, like, fall for that person, develop feelings for them, and you just kind of accept everything about them. Mm -hmm. And, like, you just love the whole package. This is probably a similar situation. So this girl – and he's probably not there yet. He said they're just reconnecting now. He mm -hmm. just doesn't really like her music. But I would say write it out, and maybe you will learn to appreciate it because you appreciate her. 
You know what I mean? Absolutely. Dylan. Yeah. Absolutely. This is – it's not something you – like, take to your grave no. is the wrong word. But, like, just just shut up for now. Yeah. Don't say anything for now. Go support her. Go to her show. Support her. And if, and if there's a real connection there, this won't even be an issue in six months from now. Yeah. I Like, this dude's concerned about if, – if they reconnect to the point of their dating yeah. and he has to go to all these country shows yeah. – have a bad time at a country show, dude. Like, yeah. how is that possible? Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, Wagon Wheel. I know you do. Like, and plus, if she's opening for Darius Rucker, that means she has somewhat of a following. People enjoy her music, so maybe just try to appreciate how other people enjoy something that she's creating. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, it's really cool that there are 500 people in the crowd right now, and they all are listening to my girlfriend do her thing up on stage. That's dope. Maybe it's not for me, but it's cool that other people are into it. No, and, and and that's a turn on, man. Right, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, to see your your girl up there doing her thing, it's yeah. like, oh my god, that's awesome. Yeah, that's sexy. And no, you don't don't be like, hey babe, listen, like I know they like it, but I know. I know. Yeah, just don't say, say that. No, don't, yeah, keep your mouth shut for now, and I I bet you will learn to appreciate. It. Yeah, and if you need some, by the way, Dylan, uh, if you're if you will, traditionally not a country guy myself, mm-hmm. uh, I had the summer of 2011. I won't. I don't want to talk about it. That was my Luke Bryan phase. Uh, oh, yikes. 102.7 on my drives from Boston to uh, Saratoga. Yikes. Anyway, Tyler Childers. Uh-huh. I'm, I am so far down the Tyler Childers worm rabbit hole, whatever you want to call it. You like I it. I can't stop. You I like can't it. stop. I love it. Dude, he's so good. I love it. He's and so, so good. I like Caroline's huge in country music, like knows everybody, knows every song. I like some, like Luke Combs, Cody Johnson. Yeah. Some of their songs are cool. Tyler Childers, I listen to every one of his things. Luke Combs stinks, and I, th- that's not a popular <laughs> opinion. I get it. He's, uh, I don't know. I don't like his sound. He's too, he tries to be like a hybrid. Uh, mm-hmm. Eric Church is kind of the same way. They try to be like hybrid Nashville and like Red Dirt a little bit. Okay. Maybe Luke Combs doesn't do that as much, but I'm not a, I'm not a Luke Combs guy. Tyler Childers, however. Dude. He's awesome. I, I can't stop. That dude's awesome. Yeah, he he's is very, very talented. The man. He is. Oh, yeah. So I'm like that. That's that. His style of music to it, style of country music to a T, is what I am into. Okay. As far as country music goes, I do appreciate some of. There is some pop country I like. Um, okay. And I like like the like the '90s pop country with George Strait, Clint Black, Alan Jackson, Garth Brooks. That stuff's great. The chicks. The chicks. Yeah, <laughs> I don't listen to that, that, that stuff so much anymore, but I do appreciate it. But yeah, okay. the newer. Americano, Red Dirt, whatever you want to call it, um, is really, really good. Dude. I was kind of late on the Cody Jinx train. I don't know if mm, you've given him a try yet. Not yet. Um, I was late on that one. I, I kind of discovered him late, probably like um, a year and a half, two years ago. Mm-hmm. Very into Cody Jinx. He's awesome. So if you're listening to this and you wrote in this question, maybe don't think of country music as just like the yeah. Jake Owen, Luke Bryan's of the world. Good, good, good point. If you only know about pop country music, mm-hmm. just know that you are listening to the shittiest part of that genre. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like it, I, that was me. That was yeah. ignorant me. And then I dig a little deeper and find yeah. somebody like Childers who. Oh, okay. Yeah. And some might say that like Childers isn't like country, but it's okay. It's in the same vein. I mean, it's it's country esque. It's got like like road tripping. West, not beer, Western. It's, it's beer, beer drinking, drinking music yeah, is exactly. what it is. It's patio beer drinking or like, you know, throwing washers in the backyard with the boys. It's that mm-hmm. kind of music. Man, throwing, I haven't thrown washers in It's tailgate in music. Decade. Tailgate music. Okay. You know? Okay. But like tailgate when you're 30 and not 22. 
just twenty two year old yeah. tailgates. Catch me, catch me. Uh, yeah, it's not. Yeah, you're not grinding. You're you're, <laughs> you're not grinding on a young lady in a tent. You know, in Baton Rouge, you're Ooh. you're throwing washers and and eating like decent barbecue. One one handing. Okay, Let's, we don't need to get into that. Let's do the next one, Dylan. Okay. Hey guys, uh, pretty blunt here. How do I break up with my live-in boyfriend of almost four years? I know he isn't the one for me, and I need to break it off for my own good. Our lease is up in July of 2022. Do I continue to pay half? Do I ask my landlord ahead of time to break my part of the lease? How do I help my dog cope with losing his doggy brother? S-O-freaking-S. I'm crying just writing this. Dylan? I I can feel this person's pain. A little heavy for you. This is This is tough. This is tough. Um, look, just first of all, be careful when you sign long-term leases with with people who aren't yeah. your husband or wife. Just be careful, people. This this kind of question comes up a lot. I know. When I, I used to obviously go through these questions myself, mm-hmm. and we, I, we would get these all the time, all the time. Uh, first of all, there's no right answer to this. There's no like, there's no book on how to do this. No. Um. Unfortunately, because you're the one initiating the breakup, if there's any like out of pocket costs for breaking a lease or like you should probably be on the hook for it. Yeah, that's on you, right? Yeah, you that's... should probably be on the hook for it, unfortunately. Yeah. Um breaking a lease um is usually very costly. Mm-hmm. I remember like I was I wanted to break my lease in my last place because I found a house I want to move into earlier and they're mm-hmm. like, Well, no, you just have to pay out the rest of the remainder yeah. of your term. Like, oh, you have six oh, months left? Okay. Six times. Yeah, that's six. Yeah, yeah that's just six months of rent. Like, oh, <laughs> I can't afford that. Yeah. Um, so I don't. I mean, in July of 2022, how long was your lease to begin with? My goodness. Does that that sounds like a 24 monther to me? That's yeah. a that's a two year lease that yeah. you, you've lived with him for a year. You um, I don't. So there's a there's a situation where like you break up with them. And you say like I'm just gonna go. Maybe you could. I would I would search around for a sublease. Maybe a friend has an, a spare bedroom, and you can pitch them a little bit of rent just to mm-hmm. try it and, and bridge that gap. A year, a year a, of gap, over a year, man. And yeah, over a year. So uh, to the breakup point, you see, you you mentioned break it off for your own good. You're right, and and it's the quicker you do that. The better it is for the yeah. both of you. Don't don't drag it out. Correct. Because you're basically the longer if you drag if you know that you're not going to stay with someone and you drag it out, that's very selfish. Mm-hmm. And you're doing them a huge disservice and yourself a disservice. hundred percent. Allow him to start the moving on process and set him free and let him pursue other things. Right. You know. So you got to do it as soon as you know for sure. That's the time to do it. Yeah. And just just be honest. Be you know, be gentle, but be honest and be like, I just say, I know I'm not going to be with you long-term. Like is, we are not the long-term match. Is there a, a part of you that's like, she should give him a reason to, to kind of chew on versus just being like, it's not you, it's me. He's going to ask you for a reason. Yeah. Of course. Um, you know, people like closure, of course. But, right. And um, that's... If, if the reason is simply like, I don't see myself with you. Like, I don't want to marry you. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't see myself being married to you is, is a hard one to come back from. Yeah. Like if someone says that, to, oh. if, if someone says that to me, like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. It, it, like I, I might want to know why, like what did I do, mm-hmm. but I would, at least I would get it. 
yeah they're the the ones that i would i would be afraid of going with are like i need to do some personal growth i need to like work on me I, which like, is usually a bullshit right exactly just, just answer be honest yeah just be honest just like be honest. i don't i don't i don't see myself being married to you yeah we're not a long-term match we're not a long-term match. It took me, I'm sorry it took me this long to figure it out. Four yeah. years in, that's a long time. I get it. Mm-hmm. But it has now become clear that we are not we are not supposed to be married. Right. Yeah. And four years in, too, you're not going to just you, – it's not that you don't care about this person. Four yeah. years in, like, you're going to help them land on their feet. You're going yeah. to pay your part of the rent, if you whatever you figure out in that situation. It's not just going to be like this – Hopefully, at least, not this horrendous spiral between the two of you. It's going to be an, an ideally amicable situation. But the get out the sooner the better. And, and yeah. since you are doing the initiating, um, one, give him some sort of reason that he can chew on. And, and two, uh, hold up your end of the bargain. Yeah. Sometimes when this question is asked, they follow it up with, should we just continue living together while broken up? No. No. That that is just flat out not going to work. No, because oh. you're going to give him hope that you're going to work things out. Yeah, you can't bring anyone else back to the apartment. No, you know, no, no, a lot no. a lot of things wrong with that. And I, I get it. So you're you're probably going to cough up some money here. I get it, and that's that stinks. How do you help the dog cope with losing his doggy brother? The dog's going to be fine. The uh, dog's going to be all right. Yeah, yeah. Dog, if you want to like. Extend the olive branch, but hey, if our you know if the, you want to get dogs together at the park every now and then, I'm down for that. Cause mm-hmm. You know they're they're pretty tight. That could be a nice like bridge bridge the emotional. Yeah, you know, I like that. Ugh, I'm sorry pain. that you're going through what you're going through, and and hopefully it all turns out well. Yeah, I, w- I wish there was a an easy way to answer this. There's just not. It's a tough situation. Correct. All right, D man. Let's go. Last one here. Hey guys, getting into the post grad drinks game. I uh, graduated from Natalie, or excuse me, Natty Light and Jim Bean. What are some things I should have on the bar cart? Just bought one, or in the fridge at all times that won't break the bank, but also give the idea that I know what I'm doing. Okay. I would assume 20, 24, 25. I like finishing with a, a fun one. A fun one. Just yeah. kind of gets the brain going a little bit. Yeah. For me, get a nice little bottle of bourbon. Yeah, I would assume that the bottle, a nice bottle of bourbon, Woodford, personal favorite. Uh, stop mixing, and this is a, a major college person thing. Uh-oh. Stop mixing your bourbon or your whiskey with Coke or Sprite. Ugh. Everyone Ugh. used to do that. Everyone in college, like that was like if you if the bourbon was coming out, so was a you know a three liter bottle of oh, Coke can, or Sprite or taste it. You know what I'm saying? I do. You got to stop doing that. That's that's like that's like amateur liquor one on one. Yeah, we would do we would do Dr Pepper. Yeah, Dr Pepper oh, and and some yeah. like I because I I'd grown up with Woodford being at the at the track. Yeah. yeah. So I would I had like a bottle of Woodford that I would mix yeah. with Dr Pepper. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to the bourbon. That God. is shameful. Stop mentioning. Dylan's absolutely right. Yeah. Stop. Just just don't even think about it. it, it it's leave it in the past. Leave it in college. Uh, how about wine? Yeah, get get um get some wine, and and look, it doesn't have to be expensive wine. No, I I I still buy like eight to twelve dollar bottles of red wine. Sweet spot routinely, mm-hmm. and I'm thirty seven years old. Um, so have 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 a nice little display of wine going, but don't break the bank. Like I said, 
$10 bottles are just fine. And you don't have to pretend like you, you know the difference between a, a cheap and an expensive bottle of wine. No one, no one really cares. People just care that you have wine available for them. Right. That's, that's uh, another point on this is availability. Yeah. Like when when somebody comes over, you you know you bring in a nice young lady back to your place, yeah. and uh, I have I have tequila and uh, like Capri Sun. Yeah, <laughs> dude, like have yeah have, keep keep that thing on you for beer. Yeah, you can't you can't have a fridge full of Natty Light. No, no Keystone, no Natty Light, nothing like that. It's okay if you want to have some Miller Lights and Bud Lights in there, or something sure. like that. Um, but also like maybe like Stella is a good is a good. It's like a it's a beer that says like I like beer, but I'm not like a super hardcore beer nerd. It's just like a, it's a good, cheap, classy beer. Yeah. Classy might not be a good word there, but it's just a, a good solid beer to have around. Something 100%. in that in that range. Just have a have some non you know something you can't buy in a thirty rack. <laughs> have have some you know, something you buy in a six pack. Right. So on one hand, part of me is like, okay, twenty four, twenty five Get get a local a local yeah beer every literally every yeah. city has a local brewery in their H E B section. Yeah. Mid twenties is when I started like ex- experimenting with like different kinds of beers. Yeah. yeah, you'll find stuff that you never realized you like. Yeah, there are awesome beers out there. Oh, so awesome good. beers. Um, one that I would that's that's kind of it's got a lot of steam right now in the, the kind of that mid twenties late twenties is Pacifico. And I think you can get Pacificos in thirties, but like a six pack of Pacifico bottles, yeah, immediately gives the yeah. the joint a little uh, little and, class. And no one like no one hates that beer. So if you have it in your fridge, if you're entertaining some people, and you like, hey, you want Pacific, like everyone's going to say yes. Yeah, no one's like like oh, no, I don't drink Pacifico or I don't drink Stella. They're just right. they're just crowd pleasers that aren't natty light. Yep. You know um, I mean? Another suggestion here because I kind of, this is kind of me over the last two years. I've gone from. You know, putting empty bottles on the top of my fridge, <laughs> to having having a bar cart, having yeah. beer in my fridge, having some wine. Um, know a cocktail or two. Like it can be it can be as simple as a margarita or an old fashioned. Yeah. Like have that in your brain so you're not just making yeah the tequila waters when people come over. You know, yeah. like know how to yeah know how to make three or four different cocktails. You don't have to get fancy with it. No. You know, you don't have to get like um, the what is it the little torch thing out and like you know. <laughs> <laughs> jetting up a piece of hickory wood <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah don't do that but yeah know how to make like uh know how to make a margarita it's really easy mm-hmm. and everyone loves margaritas and i've been really big and this, this is kind of hoity-toity but i've really been really big into making martinis okay actually during covid when, gin we, were, or vodka? when we were doing vodka okay I don't, I don't like gin oh yeah i'm not a gin guy i've tried mm-hmm. and I, I don't really understand how people do like gin honestly oh man Gin yeah. and lemonade, freshman year. Gin and Newman's own. Gross. How fucking gross, gross is that? We do it every night. Yeah. Not every night. But every night we drank. But yeah, during uh, when we started doing the live streams, I, I learned how to make a martini. They're very easy to make, but mm-hmm. I learned how to make a, a pretty decent one, and I was going pretty hard on those. They're awesome. And you can get go to Target and get a couple of martini yeah. glasses for twelve bucks. Yeah, like it's not going to be yeah. over the top, breaking the bank. Like yeah, you for can, sure. You can set yourself up. Oh, and buy some wine glasses. Yeah, yeah, that, that's important. Don't, yeah, have some like actual wine glasses, <laughs> not just you know what I mean. Drinking out of uh, of uh, Austin beer works yeah. cups or something. Yeah, don't like drink that. out of out of a Rudy's like take <laughs> yeah. take home cup. The you the know? plastic cup yeah. with the dinosaurs on. Don't it. Don't do that. Have some actual glass 
for that matter, whiskey glasses too. Mm-hmm. Have some cocktail glasses. Get a highball. You know, um, look like at least look like you know. Look, look like an adult. <laughs> yeah, look like an adult. I'm I'm gonna say, excluding the cart, you can probably go from zero to respectable is the wrong word, but zero to having a little bit of a setup for hundred fifty. Bucks, two hundred bucks. Like just on alcohol or glasses, okay. alcohol, uh, shaker. Like Might be a little more than that. Okay, a little more than that. A little more than that. But not. But not. You don't have to spend a grand on your no, on your no no alcohol setup. No, you you can get by on all this stuff without without breaking the bank. Yeah, yeah, it would be just fine. Have a uh, have a little original cocktail in there. It's like your your own your own spin on them. Try mezcal for me. Do it for me. Just try mezcal, Dylan. It's so good. I ordered a mezcal margarita with my new friends the other day oh, yeah? out at oh, a restaurant. My new friends. And they and I ordered it. And they I saw a couple. This couple they were sitting next to me. They looked at, looked at each other like, oh. "That sounds fucking good." And then they ordered Dude. one too, and they're like, "This is awesome." People don't know about mezcal yet, and it's so good. It's tequila's smokier cousin. This is uh, my promise to you. The next time I'm having a drink with you, which I don't know when because you're, you're, you're new friends. Uh, <laughs> the next time I'm having a drink with you. I might even do it t- tomorrow when I go to happy hour at a, at a certain downtown location. Okay. I'm going to have a mezcal martini. Or margarita? Mezcal margarita. Margarita. Get a margarita. margarita. Yeah. I'm going to have a mezcal margarita. It's a, it's a margarita. They just replace the tequila with mezcal. Like I said, it's, it's, they're very they're related. They're cousins. Okay. It's like scotch is to, to whiskey or to bourbon Ooh. is what mezcal is to tequila. Okay. Okay? I like that. It's so like good. That. I'm going to give it a try. I drink it neat. Oh. I don't know, man. I, I, I can't it. do tequila neat. I don't, it's so smoky tequila Mezcal neat. Mezcal is, is better neat than tequila is, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah. Check All it right. out. I'm checking it out. Tomorrow uh, Tomorrow afternoon, I will be doing that. Let's go. Dylan, before we get out of here, this segment's called Shower Thoughts. Yes. Are you familiar? Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Okay. Well, it's a very popular subreddit. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, they might have stole it from us. Yeah, that's what I heard. But yes, I'm familiar. Okay. If you're not familiar, shower thoughts is basically an observation. We have uh, something you'd think of in the shower. Could be a question. Could be a mm-hmm. comment. Could be. Uh, could be about anything, right? Anything. Yeah. Anything. Dylan, would you like to start it off? I would love to hit us. This topic has consumed my thoughts for a, a while now. Really? Yes. Okay. Um, and it's about modern day SUVs. And okay. Why the hell and when the hell did they double in price? Oh. It's insane. We'll, we'll throw we'll throw trucks in there too. But okay, bigger utility vehicles. I don't get it. So are you are you thinking? Um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say what your car is like. Your car, or are you thinking like Escalade? No, like no, like um, let's 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 say Yukon. Okay. Um, a Yukon in twenty, a Yukon in two thousand two. Yep. Like a, a brand new one. Just tricked out all the all the extras, and of course didn't have a screen back then, and all these fancy some of these fancy things didn't have a moonroof that was like the whole damn ceiling. Had to roll the windows down, right? But they were maybe forty five, fifty grand, maybe. And wow, that, it's like high end. Yeah, they're over ninety grand now. Absolutely, and I'm not fucking kidding. They are like ninety two thousand dollars right now that... for like a Denali that's like tricked out. Oh my! I goodness. don't fucking get it. When did this happen? And why? Why am I the only one noticing it? I, Dylan, I don't know. I, I have a, I have a thought. I have a thought on this. Hold on. In two thousand six, okay, 
2007. 2007, I bought a brand new – I had got a job. I worked in the construction industry. Mm-hmm. I bought a brand new Z71 Silverado truck, okay? Yep. It was leather. Top of the line. Top Had everything. Guess how much I spent on it? Uh, 33 grand. Wow. It was $33,000. I remember it perfectly. My my monthly payment was like $410. Okay? Goodness. Do you know how much that truck costs right now? I don't have it on hand. Uh, it might push six. Yes. That's fucking insane. What happened? <sighs> okay. Here's, Is it this, demand? This ties into my thought. The last 10 years, because... Remember 2012 or 2011 gas prices? By by 2020, gas prices were going to be eight bucks a gallon. Yeah, that didn't happen because of the oil crash in 2014. So the last six, seven, eight years, the the uh, the market share for SUVs versus sedans has like flipped, inverted, and then some. Like it's it's the demand for SUVs is ridiculous. And I'm going to butcher this step, but I think it's seven out of every ten people buying a car. Want an SUV? Yeah, and so demand is definitely. But part wouldn't of it. you think with the emergence of electric vehicles, mm-hmm. um, that it would kind of like offset some of that demand? Absolutely, you would think. Yeah, but here's my thing too. I haven't seen and this. Is, might be just objective, but I haven't seen an like an electric Jeep or an electric vehicle. Yeah. There are that, electric SUVs, of course. There's yes. a bunch of hybrids out there. I know. Yeah, and I guess there are no like fully electric like. Full size like mom cars, mom SUVs. Right. Do you know what I mean? Something that looks not like a Elon Musk, right? You know, fantasy. Yeah. Just give me a Jeep that's electric, yeah. and I'll, I'll hop on board. If you, if you took a, a Yukon Denali right now, yep. 2021, and it was if it was fully electric, plug in, no gas, mm-hmm. they could charge whatever they wanted for it. Uh, probably probably 150. They could charge whatever the fuck they wanted for it, and people would be lined up to buy them. Mm-hmm. Right now, you can't find a Yukon. You can't. They are. So, I think there's a supply chain hiccup because of COVID. Right, but there are there are none there are zero available right now, and they're oh, over shit. ninety grand, and people just can't stop just lining up. It's insane. I don't get it. I don't get how, how there's so much money everywhere. I was gonna say, I, I, part of it is I'm sure rates are are incredible right now. Yeah, especially rates are good. New cars are zero percent. Yeah, you're. It's, it's just crazy. I think more people lease. People aren't driving as much, yeah. so you're not hitting the 10,000 miles a year thing. But I'm telling you, in 15 to 18 years, okay, prices have almost fucking doubled on these cars. I'm not kidding, man. It's wild. Oh, you should have, Dylan, you should have gotten My it. car is a midsize SUV, yeah. and I won't tell you how much it costs, but, and I'm leasing it. Yeah. I wouldn't buy it because it's too expensive, but mm-hmm. it's just, it's nuts. Nuts. Anyway, I'll tell you off what, the soapbox. Wash, wash Media dealership. Come, come and do a thing near you. We got some guys. We could get some inventory going pretty quick. Uh, my shower thought, Dylan, is I was the other day. I was out, uh, out, out sort of your way, west of Austin, west, kind of in the in the hills, and I drove out past Barton Creek, yeah. the resort. Yeah. Um, and it it got me thinking about Austin real estate. One, how um, I'm, I'm looking at our friend Phil Battaglia here who is uh, in the real estate game here and how houses are going on the market or they're not even hitting the market and they're being sold four hours after being listed. Yeah. And I wanted to, I wanted to ask you, has there ever been a time in, in Austin real estate 
where it, it it's had that vibe where it's like it, it, the market is so hot that you can't you can't even participate in it. It's been the Austin market has been hot for some time now. Right. Um but right now like today it's like it's on a different level of just being scorching. Yeah. Supply is low. Mhm. And a lot of money is moving into the city from right. mostly from California, but it's a lot of people are moving here because they know I mean, if we have we have the yeah no state income tax, and you can still get a lot more house for your money than you can yeah. in California, and, which is what I noticed out that way. Dude, my my neighbor down the street from me, he sold his house last summer, and uh, he had a, a coming soon sign up, and then it was down two days later. And I I was walking my dog, and I said, dude, so what what's up? Like, do you get? The, and it's a pretty nice house. Yeah. And he goes, you wouldn't believe it. He said, no way. Before he even went on the market, we had. Like think he had, I think I think he said they had six offers on it. He said we got it. We got an all cash offer so far above asking that we had no choice but to just immediately sell it. I was like, Oh my god! Okay, dude, it sucks. Common folks can't get a foothold in this city anymore. Well, you have to you have to make a lot of fucking money. Yeah, and that's like, I'm, I've turned twenty seven in a couple of weeks. Like, kind of would like to start thinking about that sooner than later and good luck man it's it's so competitive that's why i bought a house out in lakeway yeah which is a dope place it is but it's not it's not hot like it is here yeah it's it's wild it's not man. fair honestly it's not it's not fair and it 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 was so interesting to see not only that part of the market by the way the mail-in has turned into just dylan and i discussing niche austin things but I was out there and looking at the new houses going up. I don't see a lot of new construction in immediate Austin. There's a, there's a lot of flips, like people tear something down, but not new subdivisions like I saw out that way. Yeah. And the houses that are being built out there, the monster are are monsters. The money moving into the city is wild. House had a, a fucking observatory on a tee box of Fazio. Yeah, you drive you drive like you take a boat down Lake Austin. You look at the houses. You're like, where did all this money come from? crazy I just, it's mind and it's not it's like it's not oil per se right because it's not Austin's not exactly an oil town what but the hell it is man one day we're doing something right one though. day we'll participate Dylan that'll do it for the I had mail fun in. man you have a good time I had a lot of, good, a lot of fun thanks for coming back great time will you thanks come, for having will me. you come back in the in the future perhaps of course my whatever man. you want me dog my man maybe we'll get a, a three going here me, I love this podcast. me Dylan and, yeah you, you did create it so I did anyway that'll do it for us Subscribe, rate five stars, review, and tell a friend. Uh, do me a favor, tag Dylan on Instagram. And let let him know how he did. Just uh, just, <laughs> yeah, just let me know. him up. Let me know, folks. Hit the hotline number to leave a uh, voicemail eight 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 three six two M A I L. That's eight 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 three six two six two four five. Or you can write in at the link in the Twitter bio at Mail In Podcast. Randy, thank you over there. We will see you next week.